The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. I want to get to Sam Cooper, who's a national investigative journalist doing excellent work. He's with Global News. Sam, how are you doing? Fine, thank you. So, a former RCMP organized crime and money laundering investigator says that fraud is a very fast-growing business for gangsters, and it's realized that Canada's justice system is pretty vulnerable to scams. So, Sam, take us into the work that went into this reporting. I know you were very active in the in the money laundering investigation as well. How did you get to this point? Well, that's right. I was looking at money laundering very closely, especially related to British Columbia casinos. Uh, discovered that it was very tied in with real estate in Vancouver. And uh, more and more, I'm learning that the, the real estate and the underground banking that we see in British Columbia is in other cities, uh, Edmonton, Calgary, and across Canada. So uh, another layer was revealed in the past uh, you know, couple of weeks. I talked to a person very expert on those uh, money laundering issues, and they were saying fraud is so tightly related with money laundering, the financial crime side of it. Often they're interwoven. And, uh, you know, when you think about gangsters, you think about most of their money comes from these large loads of drugs that come into the country, the violence, but they're making almost as much money, if not about, you know, the same from frauds. And so everyone in Canada, the average person experiences being approached or targeted in frauds, but they don't know that sophisticated gangs are behind it. They're making a lot of money and it's so hard to police that they realize they're just getting away with it. Why is it so hard to police them? Again, like money laundering, uh, financial crime is very sophisticated. You have lawyers and accountants that are hired specifically by gangs to create tricky financial structures where, you know, the real people moving money around are hidden behind the lawyers and accountants. You have shell corporations, numbered companies, international transfers moving back and forth. We can throw, you know, Bitcoin, uh, digital currencies in there. And so what it all adds up to is police no longer have the capacity to to have these teams where you have forensic auditors chasing this money around. It's very expensive to police, and the RCMP made uh, decisions within the past few decades to focus on the threat of terrorism, which is right, but when they did that, they left a big hole for financial crime, and that's the bread and butter of uh, international crime gangs. They need that to launder their proceeds of crime. So, Sam, we, t- we mentioned... Canadian citizens also being the targets on top of the justice system. Can you can you tie in to how mortgage and housing prices are related to to fraud? That's right. We were we were told by the expert that we talked to that mortgage fraud is huge. It's huge across Canada. It's in cities in Alberta, Ontario, British Columbia, especially. And how it works is uh, crime gangs. They use things like identity theft to uh, steal people's uh, names, uh, get access to their their banking details. They can take out fraudulent homes sorry, fraudulent loans against homes. And then you have related gangs of buyers 
and sellers, they'll get a handle on one of these uh, fraudulently obtained loan properties, flip it back and forth, driving up the prices, and right at the end, that they'll have a fake buyer, so-called straw buyer, come in, uh, sell the home, and uh, with with a fraudulent loan, the bank often will lend out a lot of money, and that person is gone. It can't be traced. All along the way, the uh, the gangsters have made a lot of money buying and selling the homes. Sam, just how lucrative is this business year over year for organized crime groups? So the estimates of fraud in Canada for both against corporations and individuals is as much as $6 billion. It's tricky to get an exact handle on it because uh, we're also told that about 90% of frauds are not reported. But the estimates show it's huge and organized crime is related to much of that. We're learning how much organized crime, for example, uh, in mortgage fraud, which is a huge business in Canada, organized crime accounts for about 90% of it. So again, when you look at skyrocketing prices in some neighborhoods in some cities a lot of that can be tied to these mortgage fraud and illegal flipping schemes so this whole thing feels a bit overwhelming when you think about the sheer numbers going into fraud and is what is what is the government doing to to begin to attempt to crack down on this as far as we know, at this point, the government uh, isn't doing anything. We're, we're told that, again, comparing this to the, the crime of money laundering, uh, the government has acknowledged they're way behind the curve. Uh, as the reports uh, recently out of British Columbia show, the RCMP has little or, or no capacity to investigate that crime in British Columbia, and it's the same for uh, financial fraud. But the added wrinkle here is that at least if you get caught for drug trafficking and money laundering, you're going to face a pretty severe sentence. However, if you get caught for fraud, it's taken very lightly. You might get about a tenth of the sentence that you would uh, with a, what's seen as the serious, violent uh, organized crime activities. So again, the gangs are realizing they've got high reward and very low risk of getting caught. Sam, what is the comparison in terms of, of jail sentences for something like a significant fraud scheme in comparison to, say, traffic drugs what what is that difference well we looked at just a specific uh, example in our story today for example in British Columbia uh, a, a gangster was caught for uh, dealing about cocaine worth about 10 million on the street that gangster got a 10-year jail sentence um, in comparison, uh, one of the largest ever frauds in British Columbia, it, it was worth about $160 million, and the perpetrator only got six years. So when you compare those, obviously, on, on the low chance that you do get caught in fraud, you're going to pay a very light fine or penalty. Sam, is there anything on this file that, that we're not touching on yet that you wanted to, to bring to our attention? Well, it's clear that, uh, again, we've been looking uh, at Global News so closely at money laundering and how that's allowing uh, gangs to bring harmful drugs, uh, devastating drugs like fentanyl into the country, how it's driving up home prices. But it's becoming more and more clear that it's so related to financial crime and these frauds. And yet the difference between drug trafficking and financial fraud is when the gangsters make money off fraud, often their, uh, their proceeds are already in the digital forms. So it's even easier to launder money and they can mix it up with that cash that they've already laundered uh, through drug trafficking. Also, Sam, I'm not sure if you were able to speak to it in its entirety, but to my understanding, Alberta has a fairly overwhelmingly large 
money laundering problem. Can you speak to that at all? I can. I mean, that the, the study that came out of British Columbia shocked a lot of people by identifying that Alberta could have an even bigger problem than Ontario and British Columbia. We know how bad it is in B.C. with the casinos and real estate. My understanding is that that's an estimate based on complex financial modeling. So I don't have the same level of information yet on uh, these these figures in Alberta, but I can tell you that uh, absolutely the gangs, the transnational gangs especially that I've identified in British Columbia are very active, especially we, we've seen them in Calgary. I can tell you that these gangs, I'm told and I see, are now involved in laundering money into oil fields, farm fields. So across the prairies, what you might consider as not a hot zone for money laundering, I'm seeing absolute, absolutely cases where it's happening. And in fact, when you crack down in BC, I'm being told by my, my police sources that these gangsters are starting to move into Alberta and the prairies more and more. Sam Cooper, National Investigative Journalist for Global News. Sam, thank you as always for taking time out of your busy day to speak with us. Great, thanks.